Sorry, what? But I ain't doing it again. <laughs> Welcome to the MKPD podcast. Um, I'm Joe. Uh, this is this is Jake. I'm Jake. Um, we've been discussing doing this for so long. Um, it's something we've wanted to do for a while. Um, we thought we had some very interesting conversations. We did the ultimate white man thing. Yeah. And we started a podcast. Yeah, we did. Excellent. I love it. I don't think anybody's going to listen to it because we're just two white dudes. Yeah, two white dudes that just talk about really random shit. We have mm-hmm. some interesting conversations sometimes. We thought yeah. it'd be quite nice to have it somewhere. Yeah. Um, hi, mum. You probably listen to this. Hi, hi mum. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's mum's dead for yeah. the record. Um, um, hi, dad. Hi. Yeah, Joe's dad is dead for the record. DC but no, Zebra. it was just something that we wanted to do. We're mainly making this for our friends. Yeah. Really, isn't it? And if we get any traction from it it's a bonus we'll have them on from time to time yeah um we'll have them chatting shit with us yeah talking about old stories old stories and there's lots of them yeah many things maybe normally too from many me um i've i've done many things to yeah. please people um, i wouldn't say it's pleasing but, <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it won't just be like talking about ourselves it'll be talking about um whatever we want to talk about whether it's music video games movies TV shows, comic books. We like all that shit. Yeah. We don't want to put like a subject to it. I mean, we're going to have subjects. I think yeah. it really helps um, if, uh, first timers as well, I think it really helps to have things to talk about. Yeah. Um, like, for example, today we're going to go through a job we had a few years ago. Uh, we're going to go through um, funny stories, relationships, mm. um, everything to do with that job. And it was all yeah. obviously for legal reasons. We're not going to name which company it was. However, you'll probably be able to gather it from yeah. the things that we say. I'll, I'll give you a hint. I think it's the third largest cinema chain in the UK. <laughs> Is it third? Yeah, it so first. I'm not going to say who. Oh, yeah, of course. But it, the blue one uh, yeah. is number one. Nice. Then the yellow one is third, uh, second. Oh, then, my God. Yeah, 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 I see, okay, that makes sense. Legal Um, reasons, obviously. Um, So, first of all, um, we worked there about six years ago. We all got the job together. There was about 12 of us? No, there was, um, you know what, there was actually 25 of us. 25? Yes, because it was a brand new cinema, so they overstaffed. I think it was like 25 to 30 people started with us. Wow. Yeah, and it it was a really unique situation because... None of us, in terms of like, I don't know what, team members, we were um, we were completely new to the business. Yeah, completely. There was only two team leaders, supervisors, that, are, that were team members at a previous cinema, and the three managers, three operations managers, were team leaders at another cinema and then the general manager was an ops manager at like one of the flagship cinemas um so you know it was so weird because we were all completely new. I, I remember we went for that first like training day after we all like we interviewed and stuff yeah and we went i remember walking into this room and i saw a guy that i worked in ricky what a yes um, yeah i worked with him in game previously yes um, oh yeah that's funny because i was thinking i was thinking about this this morning i actually forgot what your job was before <laughs> cineworld <laughs> and it was game and funny enough, I interviewed at game, and Ricky interviewed me. Nice with the the old like manager of that store. Was it Vic? Vic, something like that. She like looked like a lesbian. <laughs> you can't <laughs> say that. 
<laughs> she looked butch. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah she looked butch. She was, I, I still have a number, actually. Um, I rang her the other day, not not even on purpose. Um, I was just going through my things, and I just absolutely tapped on it and, and called her. Mm. And she answered, and it was really awkward. Mm. I had to hang up really quick. Um, oh. I haven't spoke to her in, in about 10 years. That's so funny. <laughs> um, she probably doesn't have your numbers. She has no idea. Who, she was like, who is this? Um, <laughs> it was really, really awkward. Oh boy. Um, but no, I remember walking in um, on that first day, and there was just this sea of people mm. um, Every walk of life, every yeah. age, there were people that looked like they stank. There yeah. were people that looked like they were rich. Yeah. There was everybody. Yeah. And I remember um, I'd, I'd fallen off my bike on the way. I don't know if you remember this. No. I'd fallen off my bike on the way and yeah. my knee was pissing blood. <laughs> I don't remember pissing this. Blood. And I remember I walked in and the first thing, it was Keith that said it to oh, me geez. and he goes well I know who we're going to get to reach the tall places now oh. and everyone went ha 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 it was like an eruption of laughter from these like 30 incels it yeah. was incredible and I, I literally said the dude hasn't even been here in five minutes and he just <laughs> roasted him <laughs> literally yeah. and that yeah. was that and that kids is how I met your mother <laughs> <laughs> and I remember they, they put us in groups yeah to do like these things what was it like what did they ask like your favourite movies or and things or yeah it was, was like favourite movies and then you had we had an activity where you had to do you had to write down two truths and a lie. Yeah, I remember that. I can't remember what I wrote I don't down. What I wrote down. It was years ago. Yeah, I've repressed a lot since then. Yeah, we got some emotional trauma from this job. It it, it is the reason I am the man that I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was it was a really good time though. We all got to know each other. Like it was all really nice. I think that we were all brand new. Mm-hmm. Also, you had like the the supervisors and stuff who were um, Stevie. Yeah. Is that her name? Yeah. She was the, the team leader. There was a supervisor back then before they changed all the names of it. Yes. Um, she'd obviously worked in the Queensgate Cinema. We did training in the Queensgate mm-hmm. Cinema. So the one that was in a, like an industrial bit. Yeah. Um, that was really awful. I hated that. Tills was the worst. Yeah. The bane yeah. of my life at that point. They were like, oh, everyone needs to do till training today. And there was like eight of these really weird people standing yeah. behind till trying yeah. to like type things in. It was awful. <laughs> it um, was... It was... We've basically outed what cinema we've Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? Already. I don't care anymore. Um, I don't want to... Here's the thing. I don't want to name them by name because... We already have. Have we mentioned them? Yep. No. Yep. I went to oh. Game Before Cine World. Oh, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. yeah, right, okay. You know, it so, doesn't fucking matter anyway. I didn't want to name them and, like, blame them. There's two reasons why. Because they've recently been in the news because they've gone into administration. Yeah. And they'd be probably looking for any money that can yeah, get. absolutely. So if they sue us, what I mean, money? The way I see it, actually, think like now we've actually said it, it's out in the open, it's said. The way I see it is, no, they're not going to listen to this. And if no. anyone that worked with us at Cineworld does, they don't work there anymore. Well. A couple of them do. Yeah. But not the ones that hated us, to be fair. No, my so I don't think it's going to be a, <laughs> my ex doesn't anymore. <laughs> um, so I, I don't think it will be a problem. To be mm. honest, we're not going to completely slander yeah. the company because it's not the company in general. It wasn't a bad company. No, it wasn't. They were they were okay. Mm-hmm. It was the place. Yeah, I think that was the issue. Mm-hmm. I think it was Harlow Town. Oh, that was yeah. the worst place on planet Earth. Yeah. Hence why we live in Wales now. Yes, the worst place on planet Earth. <laughs> no. I think the the. the the congregation mm. of these in, insufferable people yeah. was probably what the issue was. Yeah. And the favouritism. Yes, the favouritism. 
the second reason why I didn't want to name them is because, so I watch the YouTube channel and I listen to the podcast of it, of Wrestle Talk, and they actually are hired by Cineworld to do a Cineworld podcast. Oh. And I love them boys a lot. I never met them, but I watch a lot of them. But yeah, they have like a monthly podcast for Cineworld and they talk about the upcoming releases. And but they're a wrestling podcast. Yes. But they, it's like a separate podcast for Cineworld. Right. That they've been hired by Cineworld to do. Okay. Weird. Very strange. Yeah. Very weird. What, what, what weird things Yeah, happen? I know. Like, you're a wrestling podcast that gets hired by a cinema chain yeah. to make cinema podcasts. I don't know how it happened, but one day they just said that they were doing it, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, fine. Um, so, yeah, no disrespect to them, no disrespect to the company, disrespect fully to the site that we used to work Disclaimer, at. yeah, absolutely disclaimer. Cineworld, yeah. you're incredible. Yeah. You're a very good company. You I learned a lot working things. there. I really loved it. It was the easiest job I ever had. It was incredible. I think the job I have now is easier than Cineworld. You have a very easy job now, to be fair. Yeah. We'll um, talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I just want to go into, first of all, um, on the topic of the easy job, right. I think we took for granted mm. how easy that job was. Yes. Moving on to other places. I worked in a hotel afterwards yes, for like three years yeah. on and off. Um, I got sacked from there actually. Yeah, um, and then got rehired. Yeah. Um, so I, I worked there. I worked at the hotel afterwards, and I went back into retail yeah. and worked in like um, you know jewelry uh, shops, and... jewelry shops, sports shops. Mm-hmm. Like uh, worked my way up from yeah. supervisor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and no job was as easy as City World. They let yeah. us get away with murder. Mm-hmm. Um, we could go in on a five-hour shift and do fuck all. Yeah. It was incredible. But then on the flip side. But then I think, but that wasn't straight away. I no. think what happened was the managers had garnered their own kind of view of people mm-hmm. and, and how Ooh, they saw people and they they played favourites. And then obviously where there were these relationships going on, yeah, everyone was fucking each other. Yeah. It was like an orgy. Yeah. I think the issue became that they had favourites yeah. and then they would choose a side in breakups mm-hmm. and yeah. arguments 100%. and that was the problem and I remember vividly asking for more hours and they said no your ex has got the hours instead I didn't know that yeah and I went that's not how this worked that's really <laughs> like, unprofessional that's why I left in the end because yeah. I needed more hours and they weren't giving us them yeah. uh, we were on zero hour contracts yeah that is one thing that so I just... that was an issue obviously red flag yeah. but we'd be young done didn't know what was going on it was my second job yeah i think i've had i had a couple of jobs before that but like because of my own personal issues i just didn't really yeah i wasn't present for them jobs i view city world as my first job nah game was my first job yeah that's fair that was such a good job that's fair i've i worked in game years after and it was it was very really good, good awful company awful company very good job yeah <laughs> um, um but no, I, I think I think the issue we faced with with, with City World was that we all got too close too quickly. Mm-hmm. I think we we spent the first like three months yeah. just partying. Yeah, there was a party every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd get absolutely well. You did you don't drink? So I don't drink. You no. didn't get smashed, but no. I got smashed yeah. every weekend. <laughs> yeah, and I think we all got way too intertwined. Yeah, and then what happened was when there was an argument mm. people would take sides and then it would cause friction and then yeah. the managers would take sides and then mm-hmm. that was that was that would cause like contractual agreements yeah. um, disagreements shall I say yeah. um, 
I think the retail team was the best part of my job. Oh, yeah. That was incredible. Stock takes were the most fun I've ever had in my life. So speaking of stock takes, there's a particular... (laughs) (laughs) There's a particular moment that I remember from the retail team. I was trying to do a close shift, cleaning and whatnot, and I was working with... Keith, who we mentioned earlier, who we will mention again in a really bad light. Had a session with penguins for some reason. Yeah, he did. Um, but it was, I think, was it you or Luke Dunn? <laughs> it was Luke. <laughs> Luke. He was trying to count coffee beans. <laughs> trying to count coffee beans. <laughs> um, I remember this vividly because I was counting the toppers for those little cup things oh, yeah. for every film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to count them. And all you hear is Keith's holding this fucking cup, yeah. this plastic cup, trying yeah. to catch them as they come out. Yeah. So with this coffee machine, it was like one of those like Lavazza ones. Yeah. So like to count the coffee beans, you had to count the partials as well. So in the stock take, you had to count everything, including partials. Yeah. Uh, that included like your bibs for your, your soft drinks and, yeah. uh, you, you know, your partial popcorn bags and you had to weigh them, things like that. It was, it right. was kind of okay. the whole thing. Um, <clears throat> and to count the coffee beans, we also had to count the ones that were in the coffee machine. Yeah. Now... How do you get coffee beans out of a coffee machine? You fucking don't. You don't. That's that's the answer to that question. Now, yeah. we didn't think about it. Yeah. So Luke's trying to trying to count these coffee beans. And obviously, you don't count them individually. No. Naturally. You weigh them. You weigh them. Yeah. But you have to get them out first. Yeah. So his idea was, there's like a, 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 a eject button that would eject all the coffee beans out of this hole in the bottom of it. Um, and Keith was like, all right, I'll put a cup underneath <laughs> while you're like pushing them through at the top. Yeah. And he was like, all right, that makes sense. Anyway, I don't know what happened between point A and point B, yeah. but something happened. And I think the eject button got stuck. Yeah. So these beans were just absolutely <laughs> hissing out of this fucking machine. The <laughs> noise the noise I remember, if you, like, if you have a dog or something like that and... You've got like wood floors in your house, mm-hmm. and you hear like their little pitter patter. Pitter patter as they walk in. It sounded like a hundred thousand fucking dogs <laughs> on, on like on like wood floor. All you hear is Luke scream, "Keith, fucking <laughs> hell!" And you're on the fucking Baskins counter with the ice cream like, on the floor, and I'm just rolling around. Absolutely, <laughs> Izzy was there. And she walks out front, and she's like, "What the." We were so close to finishing our clothes, like everything was it was so, so clean. So close. And then you just ruined it by spilling Honestly. Well not you. Not Luke. Me, Luke. And I'm gonna say you because you were part of the retail team, so I hold you responsible for that. So the the cause of your smoking <laughs> was started because I of, started smoking because of the Cineworld stock take. Yeah. The Cineworld stock take caused yeah. me. To get addicted to nicotine. We were... You'll probably get cancer one day because of... Because of Sydney World. And I will charge them. I will charge them. Um, I... We were were doing a stock take. It was like 1am. These stock takes lasted until like 3am sometimes because it was Mm -hmm. so much. Um, And we had to measure the partials for Mm -hmm. the bibs. Mm-hmm. So you had boxes with you saw them like boxes with them mm-hmm. um, with like little bags in with like the syrup for the yeah. bibs. So it would mix with coke, like soda water and then it would make you drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to measure the partials. Yeah. Now to weigh them, they like, asked for it. So the, the, the sheet we had to put it all on measured it in pounds. Yeah. Not pounds. It wasn't pounds. It was grams. Grams. Yeah. No, it wasn't grams. No. So it, I think it was like milliliters. Milliliters. The box was in kilograms. Yeah. 
So you measured it in kilograms. No, that's not true. That's not correct at all. There were three different types of measurements, right? Right. So there was... I don't know what the three measurements were. Yeah. Basically, what I'm trying to get at is the sheet asked for it in one thing. Yeah. There was a different thing written on the box. Yeah. And then the scales weighed it in something completely different. Right. So we had tried to work out how the fuck are we going <laughs> to weigh these fucking partials and put it on this sheet. Because we, we, we took back like the kilogram measurement and they were like, no, it doesn't work. Mm. That's, that, that's, not, doesn't, that's not right. Well, then how the fuck are we going to measure it? We changed, We looked on the on the on the gram thing. We're like, the, on the on the scales. We're like, how do we change the measurement type? Like, what's it going to be? Like milligrams? Like, yeah. How are we going to do it? And then we tried to um, just kind of do it on like a because we know like a, a kilogram is a liter. It's the same yeah. thing. A kilogram and a liter are the same. So I'll like, oh, do it that way and we'll convert it. That no, didn't work. I was on the floor in fetal position <laughs> like rocking back and forth because I had no idea it's 1am I am so tired yeah. I haven't had a drink in about three hours because we mm. weren't allowed to drink anything while we were there yeah. like, apart from things we'd bought in but I drank my drink already because it was 1am yeah. Um, yeah I was knackered I was hungry mm. I just I didn't I was probably hung over at yeah. the same time yeah. yeah so Luke Dunn looks at me and he goes do you want a fag do you want a fag and I go yeah alright <laughs> trying to walk up the stairs there were three flights of stairs up to our, oh, yeah, our staff room. Yeah. Trying to walk up those stairs after that fag yeah. because of the nicotine rush. Mm. I felt like I'd smoked a joint. <laughs> it was incredible. I don't know what that's like. I, could, oh, <laughs> I couldn't walk. Really? I couldn't walk. And I only had a fag. And Gee. now I'll smoke 20 of that. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> don't. No, I vape now. I'm um, so I guess we should, you know, actually, there's one story that I want to talk about before we move on. Oh, no. And I've got it on my notes. And it regards, oh, my phone's on out. It regards the ice cream, Baskin Robbins. Oh, yes. Baskin Robbins. So, Carol, what a woman. Carol. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I... I'm just going to assume that Carol is now retired. I think she is. Yes. She was like 70. Yeah, she was on her way out. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway. The lady who provides the training in the UK for Baskin Robbins was a lovely, strong, independent, independent black, black woman. woman. <laughs> um, and she, she was, was so fantastic. She's probably, like, in terms of associates, uh, associates, of the company that we met or like anybody higher up in the company than we yeah. were. She was probably my favourite. Oh, she was incredible. Um, we met her in Stevenage as well when we did our trainer. Yes. Yeah, we did. She was great. So, yeah, like that, we went to the Stevenage cinema, definitely giving away who we talk- Oh, yeah, we've mentioned We've already. mentioned it already. Yeah, <laughs> the Stevenage Cine World, which our general manager, Stu, used to work at. What a legend. What a guy. I love him. He's in a punk band. Is he? Was. Oh, he was. We went to the Stevenage We went to the Stevenage City World to receive some training. And um, one of the training that we did get was Baskin Robbins. I didn't actually do that. Did you I didn't not? Do the Baskins training, no. Okay. Well, I did. <laughs> so, and this this is important because some of the people that didn't receive Baskin Robbins training, Carol came back a few weeks later to our new cinema, um, where she was giving training to people. And I was in the staff room with Tom Matt, mm-hmm. and suddenly our manager, who is very camp. Very camp. Very camp. Like Alan Carr levels of camp. Yeah. It was cringe. 
Yes. But he was funny. He was funny. He hated me. He hated, he hated me in the end. <laughs> um, yeah, he burst through the door. And Luke was playing his own music through the foyer before the doors open. <laughs> and a, I remember this. <laughs> a, a particular song about people in Paris. Yeah, by fellas in Paris. Fellas in Paris by two rappers named Jay-Z and Kanye West <laughs> was playing uncensored. Uncensored. The explicit version. The explicit version in in the foyer where Carol, the strong independent <laughs> black woman, was, was giving training. He's come out of the office. He's heard it. He's looked at her. And he's run upstairs. Sprinted. And he's burst through the staff room door. And I think it was with tall Matt. He was like, Jake, Matt, fellas in Paris is playing <laughs> in the foyer. And Carol's there giving training. And I was like, why are you here? Just go turn it off, mate. Oh, yeah, because the audio thing was upstairs, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. All the way up, so up three flights of stairs, where our staff room was, and where, like, the projector rooms were. And that... To this day is probably my favourite experience. It was incredible. At cinema. Would you have in the training at that time? Oh yeah, no, I did. So I, I eventually got it. I sprained my wrist on the mint chop chip. It did. I sprained my fucking wrist on the mint chop chip. That made for the most awkward interaction at a party, but I'll go into that yeah. in a minute. Okay. Um my favourite experience mm. at Cineworld was Clive. Clive? Clive the crackhead. Oh fuck. <laughs> so we had this man, homeless obviously man. a homeless man, yeah. who used to come in. Um, and just go up to the before <laughs> <laughs> my headphones out. Um, and the cable just to go up to the toilets. Yeah, and we didn't know what he did. He was gone for, for hours. Mm. Anyway, we didn't. Well, really uh, yeah, like uh, it was a thing of he used to come in, and no one would see him go up. No one would see him. No one would see him go up. He would just arrive, and then sometimes we don't even know if he got locked in there he probably did mm. at one point because he was always in there mm. anyway so one day I'm upstairs um, I've just finished my break mm. so I've gone into our little like locker room mm. and I've come back out mm. and I, I, I look to my left because I feel like someone's watching me you know that feeling you get when yeah, someone's yeah. watching you I yeah. felt it and I was like I looked to the left and I saw nothing okay it's nothing anyway I'm then walk, going to walk downstairs. So in, to give you a bit of a picture, mm. in Cineworld you had like, you'd walk into this little kind of, I guess like a hall. Yeah. Really tiny hall. Mm -hmm. Not very big. Uh, and you had three doors. Mm -hmm. So one on your left, on the left wall was the staff room. Yeah. And then in front of you, you had one little door on the left, one door on the right. Your left side was the female locker rooms. Yes. And the right was the male yes. locker rooms. So anyway, I've come out of the staff room. Mm gone through that little door gone through the hall where mm. you've got like your um, what they called the boxes oh access boxes access boxes yeah for like disabled people yeah uh, and then also the projectors projector room <coughs> and also there's a disabled toilet down there for the people in the access boxes mm -hmm. um, and as I'm walking down I look to my left and look down the corridor mm. that has all the projectors in it mm. and I just see a man walking into the disabled toilet and I'm like very strange mm. very very interesting now I thought it was Rory our manager because oh. he used to wear a waistcoat yeah so I thought it was dead. I just saw black hair and and this waistcoat and was like oh it's Rory so I went downstairs Rory's standing there and I went how oh, the fuck did you beat me down here he's like what do you mean I was like I just saw you upstairs mm. I'm not upstairs I was like well someone's upstairs we were closed at this point yeah 
Someone's, someone's upstairs. Um, and he's like, that's very strange. Can we check the cameras? And I'm like, yeah, I've gone white as a ghost. Right. I'm like, yeah. I've seen a fucking ghost. Mm. I don't know what's going on. Um, and then we start trading stories about how um, the cinema's probably haunted because it used to be the Tesco, <laughs> like the upstairs of the Tesco and the upstairs of the, the JB Sports. Yeah, and wasn't like the other cinema in Harlow, it was built on like a Roman burial Roman ground. burial ground, yeah. So we were like, it's definitely fucking haunted. It's, yeah. just, it's a thing for Cineworld. They're yeah. definitely haunted. So anyway, we go in and look at the cameras for, mm. for upstairs because we had cameras everywhere. Mm. And we see this man just walking walking around just wandering just mm. looks like he's tweaking he's just he's just wandering yeah and then I'm like hang on a minute look back to when I come out of the the, the room mm. like the, the, the locker room and all you see we look at the camera for me and you see me look left and he's like let me look at the camera that faces that door that goes into that little hallway with mm. like the changing rooms and the, and the, and the staff room in and all you see is this crackhead <laughs> poking his head into the little slit in the door so he can see. And the second I look, you see me look through the door and he puts his head back. I love that. So he was watching me. Mm. Then we went into the disabled toilet upstairs. Mm. He was passed out, oh. like on the floor. With a needle, Blood wasn't it? everywhere. Oh. Needle on the floor. So we had to call the police, obviously, and he got arrested. Yeah. But this had been happening, apparently, once they questioned him. This had been happening for months. And we were always wondering, like, we always felt like there was someone up there. Yeah. there. But he'd been living in there. Like, he'd been staying in there. That's mad. Because it was warm. Yeah. Because the projectors, obviously, it's normally supposed to be cold. Yeah. But, but at night, it gets warmer. Mm. He's staying there because it was warm. I didn't realise you was the one that discovered him. It was me. I discovered him. That's nuts. Who did you think discovered him? I thought it was one of the girls. No, it was me. I think the girls had said things about it first. Yeah. They, they'd mentioned it because they saw things too. And well, yeah. it's a bit weird. We just thought it was haunted. Mm. No one liked being there. I, <laughs> I I was actually of the impression that, well, I was, I was fine up there. Mm. Like I never felt like anybody was up there. And then like, when I found out, I was like, I'm, I'm so oblivious to it. Mm. It could have like, it could have killed me. It could have murdered you. Yeah, it could have. It could have killed you. I'm going to move this. I wish he did. <laughs> I wish he did. All right. Speaking of weird things in the cinema, there is one particular guy, a dangerous guy. <laughs> that I want to talk a about. dangerous man. Now I'm only going to refer to him as his given name by us, <laughs> as as dangerous Dan. It wasn't us who came up with it. It was, who was it? what was the name of the guy? He James. James. He was doing like a case study. Cineworld, it was so weird. He was here because he quit, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was doing a case study. Yeah, he was doing a case study on Cineworld. Wow. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, I I can't remember particularly what he was studying, but his was contract like business or something business or something like that. His contract was literally like he had one shift a month, mm. and he'd just come in, study us all, be the funniest guy on shift, be the funniest guy on shift, and he said to Dan. Dan, every Dan I've met has been dangerous. So you <laughs> are the new dangerous Dan. <laughs> and that, that set off a whole thing. Yeah. Dangerous Dan was not the sharpest toy in the shed. He was an interesting bloke. I will say... It the thing was like he's dead. He's not dead. Was. <laughs> he's dead to me. He was an interesting man mm. who... 
did interesting and said interesting things. And dangerous things. And dangerous. He was a very dangerous man. So I... I... He's just... he. I'm convinced that maybe he wasn't all up there. You know, maybe he had some kind of autism. mental disability, autism, Asperger's, something like that. Something like that. But it was like... He had no common sense. Oh, no. Absolutely. He yeah. once asked. Yeah. If, was it milk? Uh, eggs contained milk? Yeah, so I was, ex- yeah, I was explaining to him how I have like somewhat of an egg allergy or egg intolerance. And he said to me, does that mean you can't have milk? <laughs> it was the other way around. It was a milk intolerance. Does that mean you can't have egg? No, no, I've got a, I've got an egg intolerance. Oh right, so yeah, yeah right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've listen. I know my own body, <laughs> and Look, sometimes I don't know. Anyway, I I was explaining to him eggs bad for me, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Right, it fucks with my stomach. Don't want to get into the whoops. Don't want to get into the like nitty gritty of it. But he asked me, does that mean you can't have milk? <laughs> Which is fucking fantastic. Does that mean you can't have milk? Um, he told me once that bacon comes from cows. Yeah. Yeah. And my favourite one. <laughs> we were in like a staff meeting. We always had our staff meetings in the cinema screens. Yeah. We had the PowerPoint up in like up on the screen, and um, we was going through like some like complaints or reviews mm-hmm. that. Cineworld had had. So if you like buy a ticket online, you get prompted with like an email that says, How did we do? And it gives you a chance to review yeah. what your experience was you like. like for a chance to win like a free ticket or something. Like yeah, that. something like that. Or like a ten percent off voucher for food and drink or something like that. Yeah. Um and we had this particular one. This particular <laughs> 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 this particular oh, review. Do you know what I'm gonna say? No. Right, so we had this particular review where apparently a member of staff had dunked their nose into someone's face. And I was like, what? And Stu, our general manager, was like, I don't think that's true. And Dan is just like losing his shit. He's laughing. And I'm like... And he had the weirdest laugh as well. Yeah, it was a very very, like goofy. It was goofy. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. Gosh. He proper laughed and he I was like alright yeah that's probably Dan just thinking of something funny and um, this was like two weeks later we was in Spoons yeah and I caught him like sniffing his drink and it was like I think it was just like a Pepsi Max yeah. cherry or something like that and I was like Dan what are you doing mate he was like oh I'm just smelling it I was like it's just going to smell like Pepsi and then like two minutes later I've put two and two together and I was like hang on a minute you were the one that put your nose <laughs> did you dunk drink? your nose into a customer's drink he was like yeah I was, I was sniffing it <laughs> I was like why he was why? like he was like I wanted to know what flavour it was I was like what drink was it he was like Fanta <laughs> we only ever had Fanta Orange yeah, there was no other kind of Fanta oh. I remember as I was speaking of Spoons and, and Dan Oh, dangerous Dan. Dan. Yeah. Is that, is that Michael? That is, um, that is Michael. prison Mike. Sorry, I just seen Jake's. Uh, yeah. Hello. Um, speaking of Dan and Spoons, mm. I remember <laughs> when he had that fucking picture. Mm. Do you remember? Were you there? No. Picture? Oh, a picture. Like, picture like a drink. Of, yeah, yeah. Of cocktail. Yeah. And I remember he. <laughs> we, we said to him, Dan, just neck it. You'll be fine. Because we'd never seen him drunk. Oh, yeah. He'd only ever drink like 
for like half of a copper burger. Yeah, that was and we always used to get smashed. Yeah. So we were like, Dan, get drunk. And he wouldn't do it. Mm. So we bought him a pitcher. Mm. We all chipped in and bought him a pitcher. Yeah. And because it was two for one, mm. we got Emmy one as well. Mm-hmm. And we said to him, right, you and Emmy can do it together. If you don't want to drink it, like neck it yourself. We don't want all the eyes on you. Emmy will do it as well. So we can watch Emmy as well. He's like, all right. Anyway, I'm not joking you. He had two straws mm. in this pitcher. Yeah. And Emmy had one. Yeah, right, so he can get more liquid out. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, so she had her own picture. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And no word of a lie, twenty seconds of of neck in this drink, mm. he had drank approximately ten milliliters. Oh, Emmy had done half a picture. I love that. And he'd done about ten, 10 milliliters. Yeah, it was it always was incredible. It was always like, I think like looking back here now, maybe we did bully him a little bit. We did bully him. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was worth it. <laughs> it was so worth it. Yeah, he, but he wasn't like, he was quite, he was a bit of a dick as well. He was a prick. He was an arsehole. Yeah, he was. He was just, he'd do things. Yeah. That just no normal functioning member of society. So I think Joe has like a particular grudge against him because <laughs> he, Dangerous Dan was absolutely infatuated with Joe's girlfriend at the time. He was absolutely infatuated. We asked him if he wanted to free some once and you know, I've never seen a man more excited in my life. Yeah. Yeah, Dan Sandwich. Right. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Dan Sandwich. Dan now. Sandwich. Yeah, because basically what just happened is Joe's mic started to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> Completely lost our train of thought. Um, so yeah, if, if this seems like we've missed something, then it is what it is. Um, but yes, the Dan Sandwich. I think it was you. I bought bread to spoons because I had the worst alcohol tolerance on yes. planet Earth. So I decided it would be easier. If I took bread with me, because bread soaks up alcohol, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I thought if I take bread mm. to spoons, yeah. a whole loaf of bread, then yeah. I can soak up the alcohol as I'm drinking. It worked, to be it fair. I drank a lot. Yeah. Um, but you discovered that I had bread in my bag. Yeah. And you took a slice. And I slapped Dan. And you slapped Dan across the face. <laughs> with a slice of bread. And it literally made like a... It's not, it's it like, was such a, it was such, I didn't expect it and we was all like there was about like eight of us around yeah. this table and we all just like fell to the floor like, it was incredible and Dan was just sat there like we ruined that place yeah I think we ruined a lot of people's lives as well oh we did oh I definitely ruined some people's lives now speaking of ruining people's <laughs> lives <laughs> let's go on to the relationship section oh, of this podcast so I think what you need to remember about the relationships this is this is directly to you Jake I think what you need to remember is that <clears throat> we all got very close very quickly mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time with each other mm-hmm. especially in the first few weeks that we had a lot of shifts because we were learning how to close we were spending from like 12 mm-hmm. till 1am mm-hmm. like 12 p.m. until 1 a.m. together mm-hmm. to, to learn how to close. Mm. We spent a lot of time together. Mm. Um, we chose people. Yeah. <laughs> and we we preyed on them, if I'm honest. I, no, I don't want to say we preyed on them because it makes us seem really bad. But <laughs> there's a couple of things I just want to get out there because if this podcast somehow blows up, mm. I just want to get it out there so yeah. it doesn't come back on me so I can be like 100% yeah. honest. Absolutely. I was seeing someone... At the time I started Cindy World, it was not a good relationship. I was really unhappy. She did nothing for me, but I was just with her because I didn't want to be alone. Yeah. I ended up cheating on her with the person that I ended up being with yeah. at Cindy World. In turn, I ended up cheating on her, <laughs> um, which is like, it's no laughing matter. It's not at all. It's we make bad. mistakes. I was very young. Um, there's no excuse for what I did. 
I do view Cineworld as like my uni experience. I never went yeah, to uni. I absolutely. didn't really have any friends before Cineworld. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really have a lot of social skills. I didn't really know what was acceptable and whatnot. So, yes, I cheated twice. Haven't cheated on anybody since then, though. Good. I am with, Great. quite possibly, the person I'm going to marry. Mm-hmm. I'm in a very happy relationship, but we could talk about that later on. So, yeah, I'm putting it out there. I was not a good person in City World. I was not. And that's okay, I think, because we le- we live and learn. Absolutely. Um, I may have ruined some people's lives. But <laughs> on that vein as well, I also want to put mine out there because I think mine good. will bite, come back to bite me more than yours will <laughs> uh, because of the associates of said ex. Yeah. Um, I think that relationship for me mm-hmm. was an awful time mm. um, for me and for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a very different place than she was. Mm. I was in a more of a, a kind of fuck around and find out kind of phase where she was kind of more of a mature yeah. kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an adult mm. kind of phase. And I think I couldn't accept that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see her every day. Mm. She'd leave and I go, when am I seeing you next? Mm. Which shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very, I wouldn't say abusive. I think that's too strong a word. I think it was more, it was give and take, I think. It yeah. was very much, I'd give it, she'd take it, she'd give it, I'd take it. Yeah. Um, kind of, um, you know, shit, more like. Yeah. We'd give each other shit uh-huh. and then we'd take it back and then we'd give it, you know, we'd give each other shit. From the outside looking in, it seemed constantly hostile. It was always hostile. Yeah, it, that wasn't just from the outside, that was the inside too. And I think it was more of a rose-tinted glasses kind of situation mm-hmm. where I was seeing it as more than it was. Yeah. Um, this was someone that, you know, I'd always seen myself as ugly. So this was someone that was really attractive to me. Mm. And I was like, this is a turning point in my life. Like I was kind mm. of trying to fight my ego. Yeah. So I didn't want to have an ego, which I do now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't want to have an ego. So I think mm. I was fighting with myself mm-hmm. to be like, you don't deserve this person. Yeah. Um, I did. I absolutely did. Mm. But I couldn't see it at the time because I was yeah. very insecure. Um, and I think I did a lot of things I regret. I never mm. cheated. Huh? <laughs> not to shit I never cheated oh, right, not okay. to shit on you that makes me feel like <laughs> it's fine no like I just want to put it in perspective like I never cheated but the things I did were arguably just as bad would you say um, it was more like I think you both kind of manipulated each other in some yeah yeah I don't absolutely think, I don't think you was like the total devil no not at all and I, I've absolutely accepted this at this mm. point it wasn't all me uh, it was some of, of her as well. Mm. Um, like, she's a lovely person. Don't get me wrong. I've yeah. nothing against her at all. Um, you know, I think it was just like wrong people at the wrong time. Wrong people, wrong time. Exactly. Yeah. And I think you know, now looking back on it, six years, seven years later, however long it's been, mm. um, I think I can see now that it was toxic. It was awful. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. Um, and I did some awful things. And, and I, you know, I, I've, I'm sorry for that every day. I think about it every day. You know, it's something that, that mm. I'm never going to get over. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming she feels the same way. Yeah. I think it's the same. There are people in both of our lives that hate that other person. So people in my life that hate her and people in her life that hate me. Yeah. That don't even know each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which causes issues. Yeah, um, sure. Obviously I won't go into that because that's a bit deep, but yeah. um, I, I, that's why I want to get out there just in case mm-hmm. said person decides to listen to this and thinks, oh, they're chatting shit. I'm not. No. This isn't me chatting shit. This is me completely opening up and saying, right, it's fine. Yeah. It is what it is. It's well done. done. Proud of you. Yeah, like I, yeah, same for me. I just kind of want to own what I did. It's not necessarily like something that I want to fucking. Yeah, I'm not like proud of it at all. But I just like I think it was a similar thing to you. So when I was very young, my mum died. 
as we kind of joked about earlier. <laughs> uh, I was 15 when my mum died. And my dad spoke to me about this a lot. And he said a similar thing um, during that time. Is that when his mum died, his mum died when he was like 16. Mm-hmm. So it was like very deja vu. Yeah. Excuse me. He said he spent most of his late teenage years and his early 20s trying to replace the family that he lost. Yeah. And I think I was doing the same. I wanted more. And because I wasn't getting more, it pushed me towards other people mm. to try and find more. And then in turn, I wasn't finding what I wanted in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shout out to Mia. <laughs> Mia is a legend. <laughs> Mia's a legend. Um, so, yeah, like... And she probably might be happy that we've done that. Uh, but no, Mia, right, Mia is a very interesting conversation. But I think the situation we're in with Mia now, we're in a much better place with Mia. Yes. We've owned up to everything we ever did. We yeah. treated her like shit. We did. But I think, like, in turn, she did treat us. Oh, like she shit did. A bit it, was, it was give and take. And yeah. I've spoken to her about this in length, and she yeah. completely agrees. Um, yeah. She's fine now. She's happy. She's, she's got a kid. Got family. She's got family. She's got Range Rover. I know what point she's Beautiful. got her own house as well. She has. She's yeah. she's Mia's incredible. We see her at Slam Dunk every yeah, year. Yeah. Um she's she's great. I love Mia to bits. Yeah. But we all treated her like shit. Yeah. And, but she didn't turn treated us like shit. It was a it was a give and take. And I think yeah. that's the situation we were in at that point. Mm-hmm. Um but on your your point, um, you know, again, I'm not proud of what I did. Yeah. Um I think for me it wasn't I didn't lose a parent until later on. Lol. But I think for me it was more <laughs> lol, lol banter. <laughs> um I think for me it was more um I was trying, I'd, I had a kid mm. and I didn't want to have a kid mm. and I refused to, to accept the fact that I had a kid. Mm. I was running away from it. That's, that's how it was. Listens to us. Oh no, tell me about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, that was what I was doing. I was using that as an escape yeah. and I think when I couldn't see it every single day, when yeah. I couldn't see her every day, I think that annoyed me because that means I had to think about the fact that I had a child. Mm. Um, again, something I'm not proud of. I've been a terrible father. I absolutely have. I'm trying to make up for it now but now I live miles away so it's a bit more difficult but hard, every time I go down I see him, you know, I, 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 I know it's not about money, but I spend money on him, you know, mm. I see him as much as I can, I interact with him. So I've, I've healed from that and I'm, I'm, mm. I'm trying now to be a better person, yeah. not like my father was with me. Mm. Um, so I think that for, that's what it was for me. I know yours was obviously your mum. Yeah. Mine was the fact I was a dad. <laughs> yeah, I think like for you, you know, because you was a dad, I think a lot of your... I think the opportunities for you to just go wild kind of got taken away because you had this extra responsibility. That's what annoyed me. So with you, with City World, it felt like a university experience. Yeah. Me and you, we never went to uni. There's a few people that worked at City World that went off to uni, but like it was kind of like what the closest thing to uni was for mm-hmm. us. We were in a completely new environment, basically, meeting people that we'd never seen before. And we were partying, having fun, doing gatherings, going to Spoons, whatever. And then we'd, like, stroll into work the next day after, like, going to Spoons until, like, 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever. You know, it was that, you know, you go to your lectures, hungover and shit like that. I don't drink, so it was never hungover. I was just tired all the time. So, yeah, I think, like, with university, a lot of people see it as, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to uni and go wild. And Mm -hmm. I think that's how we viewed Sydney World. And I think... um, Maybe it wasn't the best approach. It wasn't the best approach at all. No. But I still believe to this day mm. that I would not be who I am without Sydney World. That oh, yeah, place 100%. shaped me as a person. 100%. Um, it didn't shape me completely. 
Yeah. Um, it was like, you know, when you make like a clay model and you have to like shape it first and then you have to cook it. Yeah. I think after Cineworld was my cooking. Hey, let us cook. Was my oven. Yeah. My oven was cook. the other things that happened yeah. to me and a lot happened after Cineworld. Yeah. Um, I actually got back in touch with um, with some old friends, um, my old like best friends from school uh, just before I moved. <laughs> I moved to Mount Keynes, didn't I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I got back in touch with them just before I went because I was like, look, I don't want to leave Harlow and not see them because they yeah. live in Harlow. That's and I got back in touch and I, I went through everything that, like, I didn't think it was a lot. Yeah. And I, I basically, we, we had like three hours sitting in like a Mackey's park, like car park. Mm. I was going to say parking lot. I'm not American. <laughs> sitting in a Mackey's car park um, and we went, I went through like everything that happened mm. to me. I forgot things, obviously, and I was like, oh, this happened too. And yeah. they would, they could not believe how much had happened. Yeah, like, no. It's not a normal amount of stuff. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think I I don't want to like compete, but I think we do have like equal amounts oh, of absolutely. like what went down. Yeah, the thing with trauma is it you can never match it up. It's never like what affects me will affect you differently. Yeah, true. Like I could be really upset over something that would you wouldn't even be phased by, and mm-hmm. vice versa. So I don't. You can never match trauma up like yeah. someone you know having some sort of sexual related trauma can yeah. be the same as someone having some sort of emotional trauma you know what i mean it affects people differently i'm the counselor um, student not you <laughs> <laughs> very true yeah um but no that's just that's just experience you know i've what i've noticed you know yeah. from uh, many people that i've spent time with um yeah. not even just women i mean like just in general i've spent a lot of time with a lot of people mm. and what i've realized from a lot of people is that Things affecting people differently. Yeah, I can sure. say one thing to someone and it'll be fine and they'll laugh. And I'll say something, one thing to another and they'll get yeah. really upset, you know? And yeah. it's all about knowing who you're speaking to. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I brought up the subject of relationships, I didn't expect it to go this deep. I didn't expect it to go deep either. No. But we did it. We did it. It's gone deep. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out, never, ever work with someone you're dating or in a relationship with. with. Yeah, absolutely not. Never, ever. The worst experience of your life. So... On that, I so me and you had very similar um, experiences with Sydney World. I think. Yeah. The one big difference I will say is I actually went back. You did. Go I went back. back. You went. We swore off yeah. of that place, and then you messaged me and you went, "I work at Sydney yeah. World again." I went, "What the fuck is wrong?" With so you? the story of that is to put a long story short, just before COVID. Literally right before the first lockdown, I moved to Cardiff and moved to Cardiff and I worked in Tesco's for a bit. Um, and then I'd done some like agency factory work for Panasonic. Oh. Yeah, it was like building like integrated microwaves and, or something. <laughs> it was, you know what? It was fucking easy because you, it's literally just muscle memory yeah. once you get used to it. But anyway, I lost that job because it was only permanent, uh, temporary. So I was only I was on like housing benefits and on job seekers allowance for like a couple of months, and all of a sudden I was looking on Indeed and I saw that Cineworld was hiring because yeah. they were preparing for the reopening after COVID. Because yeah. Cardiff was a franchise, isn't it? Yes. So I'll get into that. Um, I think across the board, Cineworld lost sixty percent of its workforce during COVID. Yeah. Um, and. I think the way they handled furlough wasn't very good. Yeah. I think... So many companies didn't handle it very well. No. So many. There was a few people who stayed, who yeah. worked there before COVID, and they were telling me, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, or they were just being dramatic or whatnot, but they told me that there were some months that they didn't even know if they were going to get money. Mm-hmm. And they had rent to pay and food to pay and whatnot. So 
I'm just going to straight up say it. I don't think anybody who I worked with at Cineworld in Cardiff will listen to this, but I was not liked in that cinema. Mm-hmm. Straight up. There was a couple of people who liked me. I wasn't liked. It's because you worked there before. Yes, exactly. I came in, I knew what I was doing. A couple of things had changed. Like, for instance, simple thing, they were selling Pepsi products instead of Coke products. Yeah. Now, um, But the job was virtually the same. It was right? the same, just yeah. in a much bigger cinema. Cardiff Cineworld, from my understanding, from what I learned there, was it was a franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was privately owned, but... No, sorry, it wasn't a franchise. It was a flagship. A flagship, right. So, the rent for that building, <laughs> yeah. half a million a year. Half a million a year. They made zero profit from that cinema. Jesus Christ. Zero. And it was also a time, really interesting time, they were trying to entice more people to come back to the cinema. And because Cardiff's um, a uni town, there's three universities there, yep. one college, they put their unlimited car prices down to... Nine ninety nine a month. That's cheap. Very cheap. If you know what unlimited card is, it means that you can see unlimited films and yeah. you get discounts on food and drink. Ten percent discount on food and drink. I think it went up to like twenty five percent on food and drink after yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. When we worked at Cineworld, the unlimited card was eighteen pound <clears throat> and forty nine pence a month. Something like that. It was, yeah, it was close to twenty quid. Yeah, it was close to twenty quid. But like because like the closer you get to London, the more expensive it is. Yeah. For a standard ticket in Cardiff City World, it's five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. Yeah. So Easy. students loved it. Excellent. Um. So it was yeah. As I was saying, a really interesting time because everybody like we was doing um like social distancing still. Yeah. Yeah. People were coming in wearing a mask. Do you have a mask today, sir? Not allowed to ask me that. <laughs> it was very interesting I had someone call me like a cunt uh, purely because he said I refuse to wear a mask uh, if he turned around and said to me I'm exempt I can't question it yeah absolutely go ahead mm-hmm. you know, but he said I'm not wearing a mask he was like I own a pub and people don't wear a mask in my pub and I was like well more for it's you your private pub it's <laughs> yeah. like, but this, is, yeah. this is a big business yeah. like. so um, and on the topic of that around that time Joe's dad did pass away from he did pass COVID. away he did from covid from yeah. covid that he didn't believe in yes he was a covid denier and he died he from covid mm-hmm. what a legend um but giga chad <laughs> <laughs> i specifically remember you know being in the cinema and finding out that your dad died mm-hmm. of covid and it was rough it was because rough. i still had people coming into the cinema and they weren't wearing masks and and whatnot. And I think the whole that whole thing was more difficult because I wasn't in a mature position to be able to handle that. Like, yeah. I'd never had a parent die. Yeah, uh, I know it's kind of going off topic for your cinema conversation. That's why um, I wasn't in a position where I was emotionally able to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what to do. Yeah, um, I'd never dealt with anything like that before. Nobody else knew what they were doing. Like mm. so. Um, my step family is massive. Um, mm. They're huge. Like there's there's hundreds of them. Mm. Not quite, but you know what I mean. I'm exaggerating, but yeah. um, but all of them shut down completely. Like yeah. didn't want to do anything to do with it. His brother didn't want to plan the funeral. Yeah. My brother didn't want to plan the funeral. My sister didn't want. To, they, none of them wanted to do anything with it because they just didn't know how to deal with it. Mm. So I had to step up and do everything. You did. I had to plan a funeral. I had to pay for it. Yeah. We started to go fund me. We you know we put some on credit cards. We got a payout from his company. Like mm. it was a whole thing. Mm. Um, and I put money on the GoFundMe, by the way. I don't oh, know if you know that. I, yeah, I, I literally, all I could do was like 20 quid at a time, but 20 quid. There was like a lot of money going into that, so yeah. I, I didn't really know it was who did. Yeah, yeah um, 
but thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember it was the first time I'd ever had to do anything on my own mm. because I'd always had help from yeah. someone or other. Well, I had to do everything on my own. I had to plan a funeral. I had to, you know, earn this money to be able to pay for this funeral. Mm. I had to still go to work. Mm. Um, I had to, you know, be the one that wasn't upset because mm. everyone else was. I had yeah. to be the strong one. And that was really tough. Yeah. Trying to be able to, you know, provide for everybody mm. because everyone stopped going to work. But you was an going. absolute machine. Machine. Yeah. I absolutely powered. I remember it. like every day you giving me updates yeah. in our group chat. And I was like, I don't know how he does it. Because because <laughs> I was so young when my mum died, yeah. I kind of just like sat back, wallowed, Mm-hmm. And just let everybody else deal with it. Yeah, I, I, I was fifteen, but you was like, how old was you? Twenty four, twenty three, twenty twenty one. He died, so three years ago. Yeah, twenty three. Right. Yeah. So he was twenty three years old. That's still really young. Mm-hmm. And you just like stepped up. I did. I'm so proud. Of I had to. It was incredible. Like mm. uh, I, I don't know how it, I don't know how it happened, but that matured me a lot. Mm. Um, I became a completely different person mm-hmm. after after Dad died. I um, kind of learned how to deal with my own stuff. I mean, I moved to Milton Keynes to be able to deal with myself anyway. That was the whole point. Mm. Um, it was to to learn how to be on my own and how to, um, you know, deal with emotion because it's something I've never been able to do. Yeah. So that's the whole reason I went. I had no friends out there. So I literally, oh, it's not really miles away, but mm. like, it was difficult getting back. So I didn't have any friends that I could just, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd go to work. I'd come home. That was yeah. all I did. Six days a week, 12 hours a day, yeah. work. That we were living in like... The other side of the UK to each other at the time as well. Yeah, exactly. So I had nobody. Yeah. Um, and it taught me a lot. I learned how to be on my own. I now love being on my own. I hated yeah. it before. Um, but yeah, that really kind of matured me and mm. I learned a lot about life and, and how things work yeah. and, and, and things like that. I'm still shit at it. Yeah. <laughs> but we it, just it helped a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was good. And I remember specifically, we're going to talk about Slam Dunk in the next episode, but Slam Dunk Festival... The it got pushed back mm-hmm. because, of COVID. because of COVID. It happened in September, and yeah. it usually happens in like May. And I remember calling up my mate, our mate Tomat, and I phoned him up. I was like, "Joe's dad's just died a few days ago, as you know. Um, shall we charitably <laughs> buy him a slam dunk ticket? Yeah, because you couldn't afford it. You wanted to go." Um, I can't even remember who was on the lineup. It, it wasn't anyone that I liked. Champs were there. Oh, no, yeah, it was Neck Deep. Neck Deep. Oh, yeah, Stoke Champs and Neck Deep and Puck. No, was that? Was that that, that was a year after. That was the year but after. But Champs were there. Champs were there. Champs were there. And that was the main thing. We was all going for Stoke Champs, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Um, so, yeah, we went half on the ticket and we was like, Joe, we've just got you a slam dunk ticket. You need it, mate. You need a day. I remember getting a message and I was like, what? <laughs> I was sitting downstairs, I remember, with, uh, with my stepmom. Um, and I was like, the boys are paying for me to go to Slam Dunk. Mm. Like, What's that? <laughs> <laughs> so after I'd explained everything, mm. and I was like, the tickets are like 90 odd quid, like yeah. they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and she started crying. Oh, really? <laughs> she started crying. Oh, I was like, why is she crying? Um, because she was so happy that, that I had friends that actually did something. Yeah, man. Me. And I, I do still appreciate that. That's I right. don't appreciate Matt telling me he's going to pay for everything and didn't. But that's a whole other story. Should we? Uh, we're going to call him out on that. <laughs> he's going to be on the podcast. We've we've spoke to him. We've he's he's apologised. We've we've sort we've him out. we fell out with him twice in like the last like three. You years. fell out with him twice in the last three years. I fell out with him. No, twice. you fell out with him. Oh yeah, once. Yeah, I was going to say. I was like, don't act like you didn't fall out. With him. <laughs> I fell out with him once. He's a good guy. He was he's going through some some stuff. He was his girlfriend. Anyway, yeah. So I went back working for Sydney World, and I wasn't liked at all, purely because. I knew what I was doing. And when like things came up 
when like some of the new people started at the same time as me didn't know how to do something i offered to help Mm -hmm. i was like so this is how you do it you know really easy it's this 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 and they found me really condescending and i was like i'm sorry but like i worked for cinewell before i'm just trying to help um like I remember this one time and you were told this as well you can vouch for this when we worked in City World do not put your hands in the popcorn bags yeah, yeah don't never do it. don't do it and there's people who work there who no longer work there opening them up sticking their hands in to try and like spread it out when all you got to do is just like yeah you know literally just like you, it's, it's swish it. and flick swish and flick it was like yeah. a Harry Potter thing you yeah it was swish like and flick and it opens it you yeah. just basically when Guardian Maleviosa it Mm-hmm. And it just opens. And they was like, they rolled their eyes at me because I said, oh, you know, maybe try this mm-hmm. because, you know, we're You know what you're doing? To... You're trying to help. Yeah. They rolled their eyes at me and then went straight to the supervisor who was down there. It was like, Jenks just told me not to do this. And they was like, well, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but saying that, I wasn't liked. And um, I worked six days a week for that company. Six days a week for, I want to say like three months straight. Mm-hmm. It's killer. Do you want to know how much I earned a month doing that? One thousand. Is that it? That it. A grand. A grand. So you know when I was doing six days a week, twelve hours a day. I'm not going to mention that company. But when I worked for them, I was getting like two grand a month. What company? JD. JD. Yeah. See, do you, did you earn commission? In no. JD, you didn't. None. Interesting. But I was a supervisor, so my pay rate was a little bit higher. Yeah, it was like fifteen p. It wasn't like a yeah. more than what I was getting before. But because I was doing six days a week, twelve hours a day. Yeah, like four hours of my day was paid as overtime. I was so, doing. It, it was ten pound fifty an hour at the time when I went back to. I wasn't like nine sixty. Yeah. Oh, was you? Yeah. Yeah, I was like ten pound fifty an hour when I went back to work at Sydney World in Cardiff, and because they are one of the flagship mm-hmm. sites. They had all the hours they wanted. Oh, yeah. And I said, I'll do six days a week because I was still new to Cardiff. I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. So I'd much rather go to work every day and just... Maybe make some work friends. Yeah, maybe work, work some work, make some work, work friends. Some make I didn't friends. work some work friends. I didn't because they hated me. Um, and, yeah, I only earned a grand working mm-hmm. six days a week, £10.50 an hour. On average, doing an eight-hour shift. Wow. Their break system is... Fuck though, isn't it? Oh, it is. Is that yeah? That is one thing. So you work, what is it? Five hours, get fifteen minute break. Yeah. After that, forty five minutes. If you work more than eight and a half hours, you have an hour and a half break. Unpaid. Unpaid. Hour and a half. I remember because you would do like a if we did like a like a twelve till close. Yeah. You get an hour and a half break. Yeah. And but when we got good at closing, it was like we finished like ten. Yeah. Sometimes before we started seven with like the late shut-ins. Yeah, which I think is wrong because like in a way it like they had so the reason why they did this system, the clock in and out, is because they never used to track breaks. Yeah. So someone got sacked from City World and in spite, someone sued them saying that they never got a break. Mm-hmm. So they you have to clock in and out every time you go on a break. And the reason why they did that is to avoid this. Um, and yeah, if like, like you said, if we did a 12 till close, which is supposed to be like 12 till midnight, you get an hour and a half break, but then you don't get the full pay if you finish your close early. Yeah. You only get paid till the minute you finish. So yeah. if we did like a 12 till 10, yeah, you still get an hour and a half break. Yeah. 
Um, but you'd get the full pay. But you'd get the full pay. Whereas, like, you'd um, get an hour and a half break, and then, like, if we finish at 10... If you're doing a 10-hour shift, mm. which was a 12 to a 10, mm. you'd actually only get paid for eight and a half hours. Yes. Because which of... ended up being just a normal shift. So yeah. I was getting paid at Sunnyworld when we worked there in, mm. in Harlow. Yeah. I was getting paid probably about £500 a month. And you was there, like, five days a week? Five days a week. Fucked. £500 a month. The pay was the worst part of the job. Yep. I remember rent. seeing my first pay slip. Um, I was so excited because I was getting paid. And it literally only had £350. Yeah. And it was just before Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I had I just started, like... No, I hadn't just started seeing my ex at that time. But I still had a girlfriend. I had my dad. I had my nieces and my nephew and, you know, my siblings. And I was like, how the hell am I supposed to get Christmas shopping and look after myself and pay to get to work yeah, yeah, with yeah, just £350? Yeah. Because I wasn't living in Harlow at the time. I had to get a train to work, to mm-hmm. and from work. I also, because of that, could not do closes. So I was literally working two days a week. And I'd work like 12-hour shifts each time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I think £350. It was fucking rough. My wow. rent was 300 quid. Yeah. That was it. That was, and I had credit cards and I had this and I had that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could not afford to live. I'm still in debt because of that place. I'm not. No. I got mine cleared. Oh, nice. Well done. I'm almost there. Not like, not in a good way. I got debt relief order. Like, uh, my credit score is destroyed. Yeah. Um, one of the things about Cineworld that will always stick in, it's like a fever dream in my brain, is the dab photo. Oh. <laughs> That's my fault. That was your fault. The fucking dab photo yeah, was so the bane. They had like a big group picture of all the staff, which I didn't attend. You didn't. Because I think... You did attend. No, I didn't attend. Oh, no, you didn't turn up. Because I went to a gig the night before and I ended up getting, like, stuck in London really late and I couldn't come back. I can't remember who I saw. I want to say it was, like, Trash Boat or something like that. Yeah, it must have been. And, yeah, I just... I was so tired. I slept through my alarm and uh, I didn't show up. (laughs) And, yeah, my my girlfriend, my ex now, um, was there and, yeah... They all done this picture. It was a standard group picture. And then they was like, let's do another one where we all dab. And I started the dab trend in Cineworld. Not overall. Not in general, yeah. Not in general, just in that cinema. I started it like during the training and whatnot. And it just became a thing. And I, I reckon the people that still work there now who started when we started. There's only a couple of them. There's only a couple of them. I think there's like, I want to say there's at least four. Nah. Yeah, I think Connor still works there. Dangerous Dan. My ex, I think she still works there. Gareth? Gareth lives in Inverness Ah, in Scotland now. I found that out funny enough because he randomly popped up on my Facebook. Mm. He didn't message me, but like, he popped, no, he popped into my mind. I was like, I wonder how he's doing because I remember he was talking about moving there. And yeah, it says like, lives in Inverness. And I think, I was like, Dan... My ex, Dangerous Dan, my ex, Connor. Shane. Shane don't work there anymore. He works in construction with his dad. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. I I think there's so much to talk about, we're going to have to do a part two. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I reckon we've recorded for well over an hour at this point. It's at the bottom. At the bottom. Next to the little record symbol. One hour and seven minutes. Some of that will be cut out. But yeah, um, 
we're going to have to do a part two because there's so much to talk about. But yeah, okay, I think there's at least three people. Ah, I think some of the middle-aged women who work there still work there. Sarah doesn't. Sarah, I think maybe I Emma. Holiday the other week. Quiggers. Quiggers works there still. Yes. So yeah, I, I want to say there's at least four people that still work there and it wouldn't surprise me if a couple of them still dab because of me. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the mark I had on that place. And, and all the managers don't work there anymore. They no. I think one of them, Rory, who we mentioned earlier, went on to work for recruiting in the NHS. I stalked his Facebook the other day and Did I you? saw all of the managers and some of the old staff were commenting on the post he posted because he shared a post from when we were at Cineworld. Oh, yeah. Tagged everyone but us. But us. Um, literally everyone. Was there me, you and Matt. Was there pictures? Was it a picture? Yeah. And we were in it, were we? No, we weren't in it. Oh, okay. But... There was a picture, I can't remember what it was, it was something where it was like a status he posted or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they tagged every single person but me, you and Tall Matt. Oh, and Luke. They didn't tag Luke. We were the enemy. We were. So going on to that favouritism, basically our girlfriends at the time, our respective girlfriends at the time were the favourites. They were. Here's, a, here's an example. And I'm not going to say what manager it was, but just know I resent him for this every day. <laughs> So I was so interested in the AV side of things, the audio-visual side Uh, of things, which is funny because we couldn't even fucking set up this podcast today. It took us two hours. But I wanted to (laughs) learn about the projectors and how they work, the sound systems and whatnot. So therefore, I wanted to be a part of the AV team. I wanted some AV training. Yeah. And then all the operation managers were kind of, you know, um, had their own little section. So Mm -hmm. uh, the female was the HR she yep. dealt with the rotors and any like complaints or like disciplinaries, whatnot, blah, 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 blah. Retail, there was a retail manager. Um, and then the other one was the AV manager. Here's the thing. I begged for AV training the entire time I worked there. From the second you got there. From the second, of, this it. is what I'm interested in. This is yep. what I want to learn about. If you can teach me, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And I was so ready to like stay at Cineworld, stay there for the rest of my life if I could learn this. I left. I, I want to say a year and a half after we started. Yeah. As soon as I left, my girlfriend got onto the AV yeah, team. And she came round mine and she was like, oh, you know, so-and-so's asked me to be on the AV team. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I was like, oh. She was like, <laughs> I was like, that's, that's so annoying. And like, granted, I should have been like, oh, I'm really happy for you. Well done. But I was fuming. I was like, I leave. And then he asked you. Yeah, and like that's just that's crazy. just that that just encapsulates my they, time they at Cineworld. Like us, they didn't. As soon as we left, I think it was a breath of fresh air for them, um, for them, and for us, um, and for us. Yeah. We didn't realize at the time, but it was a breath of fresh yeah. air. Um, I think it was very interesting with the favoritism there because they made a very good point of saying there's no favoritism; it's mm. against the company policy. And then and then you ask for more hours, and they go okay, and they give your girlfriend more, hours. and it was like hmm. That's not how it's worked. Yeah. Um, you ask for to be on a particular team and then your girlfriend your gets, it. gets it as soon as you leave. This isn't us throwing our toys out the pram. No, it's this just is fact. facts. Yeah. This is factual. This is how it was. Yeah. Again, um, I want to reiterate nothing particularly about the actual operations of the company. Cineworld was fine as a company. Yeah. They were really good. I'm, when we met like the higher managers, really loved yeah, the people. They, were really they knew good. what they were talking about. They were just they a bunch of nerds good. in suits. They, they were just incels. Yeah. But <laughs> they were the yeah. nicest people on planet Earth. Yeah. Um, it was always really like, 
nerve-wracking when they came in. Everyone else was nervous. I wasn't. I didn't no, give a shit. I was like, they're just people. Yeah. They, yeah, they're fair enough. They could sack me on the spot, but they're not going to because yeah. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just going to do my job. Yeah. Um, but I think the bane, the worst thing about Sydney World yeah. was popping. Yeah. So not all cinemas have their own popper. So here's just an interesting thing before you um, yeah. carry on with that. The Cardiff one mm-hmm. only popped salt popcorn on site oh. and they ordered in sweet popcorn Ooh. because apparently the factory, I can't remember the name of it. It was like Tommy Tuck, something like that. Something like, yeah. Tommy Tuckers or something. Yeah. They, the, the way they make their popcorn in the factory is apparently so much better. Than yeah, how they like mass do. produce it, but it's done better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, saying that we used to pop salt popcorn, which in my opinion was the worst. But I love salt popcorn; it's my favorite popcorn. It was your favorite. Mm-hmm. So I just don't like popcorn. <laughs> I actually got in trouble for that. Um, I'll go into that. But right. so, so this pop, pop this popper, yeah. it was a big metal thing. Yeah. He had a big, massive, like rectangle, like bucket. I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, and on either side of it was like a. Um, Two drums, two yeah. big drums yeah. that you'd put your popcorn kernels in, your rapeseed oil, and your whatever salt, like, salt or sweet, salt yeah. or sugar, whatever yeah. you needed. Now, there was very specific measurements for each thing. Yeah. Very specific. Yeah. Um, but I love salt popcorn. Now, being young, I didn't even think about it. I put, every time I did salt popcorn, because we used to eat it. We yeah. weren't supposed to. We used to because it was warm, fresh popcorn. It was incredible. Yeah, I, I see. I disagree with that. I think you can have like a couple because you have to taste test. Yeah, you right? have to taste test. But I used to like <laughs> shovel. It. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, so, but when I did salt popcorn, it was one little tiny cup. They gave you like a measuring cup. Yeah, with like a handle on it. One yeah. cup of that of salt in each thing. It was industrial salt. I did six every time. No way. Six scoops of salt you're the reason why i fucking hate salt popcorn when i found out when i when it got found out that i was doing it because um our manager came in he was watching me do it because i used to take ages to clean it remember yeah he used to take like six hours for me to clean his popper yeah um when he came in and watched me pop once he went mental what manager was it the retail manager yeah yeah right okay he went ballistic now at the time I was like, "Why, you, what, bro? Calm down, like it's fine." Yeah. Then he was like, "People have heart defects, yes. and heart issues. Yes, if they eat your popcorn and die, <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> we'll get sued." Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. So this was like industrial strength. industrial strength salt, salt, like not table salt. This was like this was it like, would come in bags. Yeah, like big bags. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe how strong it is, but it was like it was basically like the fucking crack cocaine of salt. It was. It was so strong. Yeah. And like, even just like a little bit raw on the tip Make of your tongue. White. was the lips go white. Like, yeah. it was fucked. Yeah, it was And mad. I was putting six, six of them. In so what I used bag. to do when I when I did pop in, and I've, I did avoid it for the longest time because I just dreaded the thought of it. Yeah. Is with the sugar, it was just basically just granulated sugar. Mm. I used to do like, you was only supposed to do like one... I guess it was like a, a pint glass. Yeah, essentially. It was a lot of popcorn. We're just not putting like a shit ton of sugar in. Yeah, you do like a bag of like, they would do like 40 large bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe even more. Maybe more. Um, but yeah, I used to put like one and a half. And my I remember specifically, my sister came in and she was like, I really like your popcorn at the cinema, 
because you get like these like little caramelized chunks of sugar mixed yeah. in. Yeah, it was so. It was good. so good, and it was warm. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, it was so good, and it smelled amazing every time. So you know, like the one thing I hated is when the cinema smelled of hot dogs. Oh God! But Brendan, I want to. I'm going to out this now. Yeah. Every cinema you ever go, can I just say? It's changed. It's changed. Now. It's changed. Now. Okay, good. So they have like a separate right, but yeah, you yeah, go on. You know, and I'll explain. Yeah. So every time we used to go to the cinema, every time like way back then when we yeah. used to work there, so this was like six years ago. Jake saying it changed. Those hot dogs would be put on at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And if they didn't sell, yeah, they would be in there until ten o'clock at night. Yeah. So I think with that something went wrong, and a health inspector came to one cinema and discovered this. And it's changed. So right. the warmer, the display unit used to be what used to cook the yeah. hot dogs. They now have a separate thing. So they come in bags now, don't they? Y- yes. And now you they have like a separate warmer. Yeah. You right. put them in a separate warmer in the back. And then you just, the display unit's literally just there to keep it warm. The stock control is like, if they don't sell, like say for instance, we open at nine and say they don't sell by one o'clock, they do throw them away. They throw them away. Cool. That's good. Yeah. That never used to be like that. But it's still rollover, and it's disgusting. Yeah, they're awful. I uh, do not like... The chili cheese dogs were nice. I never had them. They were so good. Oh, no, I remember. I remember we had them for a little while. Yeah, they're um, so nice. I just hate hot dogs. Frankfurter yeah. sausages. Oh, I don't like them. And I hate the, ketchup. The chili cheese dogs. <laughs> I hate ketchup so much. Jake has a phobia of, of ketchup. It literally like, um, And me. by a phobia, I mean if he sees it, he cries. Like Not... <laughs> All right, I don't cry, but I get cold sweats <laughs> and I start to feel unwell. Uh, I'm going to feed him ketchup on that episode once. That's going to happen. I'll tell you what, here's the deal. I'll tell you what, oh. and I'm going to put this out. If we like get to a million <laughs> subscribers on monthly listeners, I will eat a ketchup sandwich. Just pure ketchup between two slices of bread. You will throw up. I will throw up. It'll be incredible. Yeah. I'd absolutely shake on it right now. Yeah, that's a that's a gentleman's agreement there. So right, so uh, share this to everyone you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> send it to it. Elon Musk. Send it oh, to fuck. everyone. Uh, yeah, so that, that that's a gentleman's agreement. I'll put that out there now. Okay, cool. I think we've kind of spoke about everything we can speak about. We'll I think well. there's one more thing um, that Uh-oh. I want to go into. Uh-oh. It's the Fifty Shades of Grey release. Oh, hang on. There's one more thing I want to talk about oh, as okay. well. Do yours first. Keith. <laughs> We've mentioned Keith in this podcast before. Keith, Keith, Keith. Keith was a late 50s to early 60s year old man. Old man. He was retired before the show, but he had, he suddenly had a granddaughter and he, I don't really know the reason behind it, but he came back to work to help support his baby granddaughter. Mm-hmm. It was quite sweet, actually. Was, she was really cute. She was really cute. And I loved him. I loved Keith to start off with. He loved you. Yes. <laughs> Maybe a bit too much. So Keith was a religious man mm. as well. He was a very Christian man. And there was a particular girl who we all disliked, but <laughs> I won't say her name because, quite frankly, I just made a reference. Frankly. Uh, um, quite frankly, I... Don't like her. Don't really want to give her. She like, was the worst person. Yeah, I don't want to give her the run. Isn't she a Donny now? I don't know. A Donny, <laughs> trans. No, I don't know. Um, I this 
woman was horrible. She was an arsehole. Yeah, she, she was Satan. She was the worst part about working in City World. Mm. Despite everything, despite everything we spoke about, our relationships and whatnot, that was she was the her. tip yeah. of the, the flame. She was the worst. Yeah. Um, she was a lesbian, or is a lesbian, or Nothing possibly trans now. Nothing I don't know. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, but because Keith is a Christian. A, a very devout a Christian very devout man. Christian. He was very homophobic towards very. her. He also used to make a few racist comments here and there. We were all white working there, like bear in mind. Um, we were all white. I don't think that was on purpose. No, not at all. Maybe but there not. was a couple of people that were like mixed race. Is he? Yeah, is he? Yeah, fair enough. Right, anyway. So he used to make a few racist comments. And I remember like being on break and then like, one of the team leaders, they wore like, used to wear like button-up shirts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do, whatnot. She took it off to cool down and like, she was just wearing a vest top underneath. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And Keith, being the devout old school Christian that he is, he was like, I don't think women should be allowed to show skin. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> is he Amish? Like, what yeah, is Amish. <laughs> um, it, it was awful. And I just want to point out, Keith was a lovely man. I I don't think so. I I liked Keith. I think Keith was really nice. He was really nice to me. Yeah. Um, he was I wouldn't say hardworking. I would say he loved his job. Mm. He was lovely in the respect of how he was friendly wise. He was a very yeah. friendly person. However, his views were wrong. His views were wrong and he was quite useless. He was well. useless. Anyway. He did nothing. So, going back to the lesbian. Mm-hmm. The horrible person. Um, not because she's a lesbian. Not because she's, she's a lesbian. Person. She was just an arsehole. Yeah. So, um, she wasn't feeling well on a shift, and I was scheduled to work 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. <laughs> oh, I love this story. I hate this story. <laughs> it's you, not funny because it's actually sexual assault. <laughs> it was sexual assault. We got sexual assault more than once oh, in this and Many times. Um, and then. Right, so she came up to me and she was like, Jake, I'm not feeling well. Could you possibly stay on till close and I finish at 10? Because we did 5.10 and then five closes, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, it's more money for me. Like, it'll probably only be like an extra half an hour or mm-hmm. whatever. It wasn't. It was like another hour and a half because of what went down. So there was two things that Keith did on this shift. <laughs> First of all, he consumed stock before it got wasted yeah. off. Yeah, you weren't allowed to do that. You weren't allowed to do that because we have to waste it off. If we've wasted it off... And then, then the manager says, you can have that. Like, we yeah. used to drink Baskins all the time, like, because they would have been over leftover milkshake, yeah. and the manager would come out and go, it's fine, you can have it. Yeah. Or, like, we'd have, like, a couple of drinks on a shift or whatever. Yeah. Um, like hot days and stuff. Yes. <laughs> and he got caught in front of you. In front of me. It was me that caught Consuming it. stock right in front of a CCTV it was Baskins. camera. It was the end of a Baskins tub. What was it like? Rocky Road, something like that. Like it was um, like it was a chocolate. They were like race. these industrial, like like ten liter. Yeah, yeah. Um, tubs of, tubs ice, of cream. ice cream. Yeah. Um, and it was the end of one, and um, he was using the last to make a milkshake, and there was a little bit left in the bottom, but there wasn't enough to make anything. Yeah. And he just got a spit inside like, eating, eating it before wasting it off. Yeah. Before asking the manager on camera. I didn't see this, so I approached him and I said, "Oh, by the way, Keith, I'm staying on clothes with you now, <laughs> and Jen's going home at 10. And because he didn't like Jen, because he was homophobic as well, he was like, oh, yes, that's incredible. Thank you so much. You've made my evening. I was like, okay, cool. I've gone out back to the front of concessions and I went back through to the back of the concessions where Keith was 
because I forgot something. I forgot to get blue roll or something. As I walk through the door, he's grabbed me by the face and planted one on me. <laughs> he kissed you kissed me on the lips. On the lips. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, all right. <laughs> I walked okay. away. I went to the toilet and I sat on the disabled toilet floor contemplating what had just happened. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I found it funny or I found it uncomfortable. And because I wasn't sure, I was like, right, because I'm not sure, it and was uncomfortable for me. So I walked out of the disabled toilet, so I see you directly down the hallway at screen five, letting people out. I was just gone up to you and I was like, Keith just kissed me. And he was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, Keith just kissed me on the lips. I fucking creased. <laughs> yeah. I creased. Now, in hindsight, it probably wasn't something that I should have laughed yeah. at, but I thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> it was that just one ever of them happened. things. It was just one of them things where it's like, of course he did. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, of course he fucking did. Of course he did. Of course it happened to you. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I don't know what to do. And he was like, if you if you're uncomfortable with it, go, go and tell someone. So I've left it like half an hour or so, debating whether or not I should go speak to someone. So I knocked on the door and the HR manager was in, which was probably perfect. The, the best thing to happen, yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, I actually can't remember her name. Danielle. Thank you, Danielle. So knocked on the door. She's um, pressed the button so I can open the door. I've opened the door. And I looked at her and I was like, so Keith kissed me. <laughs> 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 and uh, I, yeah. Didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like that. She was, yeah, I didn't really enjoy it, to be honest. <laughs> and um, she was like, what? Now, I just want to just cut in, interject and say, Danielle was the sort of person that would sit you in that office, mm. colouring and making you watch those Star Wars lip sync, like yes. lip reading mistake things. Yeah. She was obsessed with it. Yeah. She was an incredible manager. Yeah. She was funny. She hated me. Yeah. Um, she, she hated all my disciplinaries. But <laughs> for being late and not turning up. Yeah. But she was really funny. Yeah. So when something serious happened and she switched, it was really weird. Yeah. So we looked through the CCTV together to try and find this moment. We found the moment. And she was like, do you want to put in a complaint? And I was like, I'm not sure. She was like, mind you, I already have a complaint against him Ooh. because of the stock. The stock. And I, also because of him being homophobic Earlier. Now, I want to also night. point out, we didn't just bully him. He was useless. Yeah, he was useless. The team ran so much better when he wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was homophobic mm. towards that member of staff. Yeah. And he, uh, so she said, if you put this complaint in, he's probably going to get fired. Yeah. Is that something you want? And I was like, she was like, regardless of if you put the complaint in, yeah, he's yeah. probably going to get fired as well because he's like harassed this the member of staff. He's stolen stock today. And he's got... So she said, in reality, you doing this doesn't really make a difference. But how it will work out is if he contests one of them and he like it doesn't work, he's just going to get fired for what you put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I am going to put a complaint yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And I did... And um, I don't think she was allowed to tell me about the other complaints, but she wasn't. She wasn't. <laughs> but hey ho, um, yeah, it's it was literally two. Well, they pulled him into the office after I put in a complaint, and they told him to go home. A week later, I remember him going home. Actually, yeah, it was like a walk of shame. Yeah, it was. 
a week later, he came in, um, tried to contest what had been put against him. He actually got fired for stealing the stock. He did. He did. He did get fired for stealing the stock. And that was completely on me. Um, Mm. And Keith, if you listen to this, which I doubt you, you're probably dead. But if if you are listening to this, I am very sorry about that. No, don't apologize. However, you did deserve it. Purely based on the fact that he kissed me and was homophobic. Yeah. You're a terrible person. Yes. Um, I don't think you'll ever listen to this. I don't think you'll ever get back to him. And if it does, then fuck you, Keith. I don't live around the corner from you anymore. You you kissed me. You fucking sexually assaulted me. You were homophobic. You were racist. Not good. Terrible person. Now, speaking of sexual assault... Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, I, obviously, I'm assuming everyone knows huh? what Fifty Shades of Grey is. Yes. An incredible... Shit. Raunchy. Mm. Hot and sweaty. Collection of books. Collection of books. Yes, like, the films aren't that raunchy, are they? The films are bad. okay. They're bad. The story's terrible. Yes. But Dakota Johnson's paying, so it's fine. Yes, she is. She's beautiful. Um, so, obviously, you can imagine... Fifty Shades of Grey comes out in the cinema. Yeah. All of these middle-aged women are going to want to run out to the cinema and see it. Yeah. Now, what we didn't anticipate was being sexually assaulted by was him. that middle-aged women have no sense of what is right and what is wrong because they were born in the times that things like that yeah. were okay. The amount of times I not only was called their Mister Grey and told yeah. I could be their Mister Grey, yeah. but I also had my penis, my penal area. Grabbed. And my ass yeah. grabbed yeah. by a woman yeah. was insane. Mm-hmm. It was the worst bad. thing for me about that was that I'm standing on Dropbox, which is where you rip the tickets. Yeah, yeah. and my mother walks in. Oh no, with her best friend. Oh no, everyone on the counter at the time looked at me and went, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no," because they all knew my mum. Anyone that knows my mum will know she's very loud. Everyone yeah. knows who she is. She's the loudest person in the room. She's an incredible woman. I love her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, She's incredible. She loves the Fifty Shades books. She doesn't read, but she's read those, Mm. obviously. So her walking in, and she saw me, and I saw her, and she just starts laughing. (laughs) I didn't know she was coming in. Um, I just, I just, I'm embarrassed. She She saw my ex, and she started chatting to her, and then my ex is just creasing. She finds it so funny. She started looking at me and pointing at me and laughing. (laughs) Finds it so funny. That was embarrassing. Yeah. She enjoyed it, apparently. She said it was good. Yeah. Um, was she the one who left a cucumber in the screen? No. <laughs> we found some incredible things in screens. Yes. We'll, get, we'll have the Fifty Shades stuff first, and then we'll go. We'll branch it out. Yeah. So, during Fifty Shades, we knew. We had horror stories anyway. Yeah. We found condoms. Yes. We found cucumbers. Half of cucumbers, which was weird. Yeah. Like, snapped off cucumbers. Yeah. We found um, anything that is r- r- vaguely phallus-shaped. Phallus yes. Bananas. Bananas. Um, what else? Condoms. We said condoms. condoms. So many things. Yeah. So many things. We didn't touch them with our hands. No. We had gloves on. I refused to touch them even with gloves. Yeah. I, I, I was. Them. I fully said to a manager on a shift, I was like, I don't get paid enough. You can yeah. do it. No, absolutely. Yeah. We found many questionable things in that mm-hmm. cinema. Many questionable things. Now, my favourite part about cleaning screens in general was you'd find things. Yeah. And we were dirty. Like, we found an open bag of pick and mix. Mate, that's getting scrammed. <laughs> yeah. That is good scrum. I found, like, an open bag of minstrels once. And I Eat it. Absolutely. It. Yeah. That's it. Sour patch. And, like, what else was there? I found a fidget spinner. Nice. Once. And I've still got that fidget spinner. It's, like, in the other room. Yeah. And it was, like... a. Gold one, it was fucking sick. Uh, Luke found a whole pack about a pouch backy. 
Oh, really? <laughs> a yeah. whole full, unopened pouch bag. What if it was laced? <laughs> then he, he got hired. Yeah, he didn't care, did he? He, he didn't care. Luke, Luke's going to be on this podcast at some point, too. He's yeah, incredible. yeah, for sure. Luke's a funny man. Mm. Um, we found incredible things in that screen. Mm. Money? Yes. That was I, very rare. I found, and I don't think I ever told anybody this. Oh, no. Because you're not supposed to take money home. You're supposed to give it in. I found £50. Nice. And I pocketed it. Jake, I found a wallet and took the money out and gave the wallet in. You know how, this. How much was... It was like 100 quid. I remember... It's funny you say this. Because I remember um, everybody was complaining because there was no like charging things for yeah. phones. He found a USB <laughs> lead and tried to palm it off as he brought one for the staff room. It's like, guys, you can charge your phones. And like Rory, our manager, was like... I remember you find that in the screen. You didn't yeah, buy one. I took it home. I put it in the group chat and yeah. I got I got done for it. Yeah, that's really funny. That was really bad. Um, group chats. We had no privacy. Yeah. We, we oh, actually, yeah. Oh Mate, my God. this goes so deep. We're currently at an hour and a half, but like, yeah, we'll carry on talking about Fifty Shades and we'll definitely have to do a part two. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I think Fifty Shades for me was the worst opening. Mm. Uh, like both of films because we yeah. were there for Fifty Shades and Fifty Shades Darker weren't oh, we yeah. it wasn't the third one we weren't there for the I don't know if you were there for the third no, one no I wasn't I wasn't there for the third one um, that was the worst we had to wear white shirts yes um, tuxedos and that basically yeah pretty much we have to look smart basically mm. oh I'm hungry um, we'll get some food <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had to wear shirts and it was just it was just it was just sexual harassment the whole Non-stop. time stop it was awful I remember a woman specifically coming up to me grabbing my ass coming in closer I was wearing glasses at the time she went oh am I steaming up your glasses and I was like no <laughs> old women are wild yeah man um, but it, it's it's trumped by any Marvel release yes yeah they um, weren't sexual harassment they it were, was just chaos it was chaos the, the busiest one we worked was Black Panther Black Panther was insane it was nuts it was disgusting it was now bearing in mind this cinema wasn't massive it wasn't. It was six screens. Yeah. Where one and three were the biggest ones? No, one, three was the smallest. One and four. One and four were the biggest ones. Yeah. One was the biggest one, so like 200 odd people. Nuts. And um, then four was like 189 or something. Yeah. Uh, and then everything else was like going up from 100 onwards. Yeah. And, and they were sold out for All every show. Every single screen. Now, this was before we started opening at two. Yes. Because we started having it too because we weren't making enough money. Yeah. We couldn't afford to pay everyone. Yeah. Which was really weird. So before we started opening two, so we were open from 9 a.m. Mm. till like 10 p.m. Yeah. And every single show in there, there was about 12 showings of each Marvel film yeah. a day. Yeah. And every single one was sold out. That foyer was never empty. To the brim. Mm. Never empty. And it was always full. Always full. But it made the days go quick. It went so fast. <laughs> being on the, the till was the best thing about Marvel releases. I hated cleaning screens. Yeah. I loved being on the till. Yeah, me too. During Marvel releases because you would just one after the other. The worst was kids releases. Like, oh, no. Like, was it called Cine Babies? Cine Babies. Not even that. Um, oh, you mean like... Like like even when... Like if Boss Baby came out, for instance, oh. or like Minions, mm-hmm. it was always just messy and we found like dirty nappies and shit like that in there. It was disgusting. Um, I remember. I I don't want to go into too much detail, but we were talking about like um, the screens being full. The cinema was packed once. Me and you were standing at the back of concessions, where like you made the popcorn, prepared nachos, and things. Suddenly, the fire alarm goes off. <laughs> oh, no. 
Now, we had extensive training in this. Yeah. Like extensive. So um, you'd go to the manager's office, mm-hmm. like the, the office. You would um, Correct, each be given fob. like a, you'd get a little fob. You'd each be given like a section yeah. to go and clear. Mm-hmm. And then you had to get everyone out, basically. That yeah. was like the whole idea of it. We were the only ones that took action. Yeah. There was, I want to say, at least seven members of staff. Minimum. We was the ones to be like, right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. We cleared that entire place. We did. Within a minute and a half. A minute and a half. The required time to get everybody out was like three minutes. We did it in a minute and a half. And if people were like, oh, what about my film? What about my drink? It's we'll like, well, then. get over it. <laughs> we'll burn then. Yeah, we'll burn. Um, and it turns out, I think it was Poundland mm-hmm. in the same shopping center set off the fire alarm. Therefore, we went straight into evacuation. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think, end it there with City World and then we'll do a part two because there's so much there's I didn't so realise we were going to talk about so much there's so much um, so what we want to do further with this podcast we don't want to like st- I'm not in this for the money like, no that's not what it's about no I don't want to stick to like a strict release schedule either but ideally you know what we want to do what I want to do is record two episodes ago and then try and release it weekly like so we're staggered. Yeah, yeah so we're like we're recording every two weeks, but we're still releasing an episode every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, Because we're both very busy people. I work a lot. You, you work a lot. lot. I work four days a week. And you have college. And I have college. And I do nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've got to go home. my me time. Yes. Um, so the next episode, we're going to be talking about Neck Deep's latest album, which is, I think it has been out for like a month now. Something like that. Something yeah, like that. January. We was going to be recording this earlier, but we both just like, <laughs> just didn't. It just didn't happen. Yeah, it just didn't happen. So I think we're going to be talking about the next Neck Deep album and the final Slam Dunk lineup. Oh, it is really good. There's a couple of things I want to talk about that's like really special to me and special to us yeah. shared. Um, so yeah, this has been the MKPD podcast. MKPD, big up. Thank you for anybody that did listen. Cheers for listening. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Goodbye. Have fun.